Welcome, BBS Radio. Welcome, everyone on BBS Radio, if you're there. And uh, my name is Winfrey, and we we do this call every Sunday. And we're actually on a conference call that's plugged in to being on the air. Would you like to say your name and your city? Good morning, everyone. It's Mike and Mary in Nebraska. Hi, Hi Mike and Mary. Hello. Hi, Mike and Mary. Hi, Eminem. Hey. Mike, how did how did how did you how did you discover us, Mike? Uh, the first time you were on George Norrie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's that's, right. that's quite a while ago. Yeah. Whenever I like over to ten years. Disconnected, I don't think. No, my, my Bluetooth disconnected. Oh, sorry. Isn't it strange how we seem to be having a lot of technical issues? It happens a lot these days. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It happens with telephones, computers. Be sitting here talking to somebody, and all of a sudden the phone goes dead, or the computer just suddenly shuts down. Just I tell quietly. you what, it might be something to do with the sun because the sun is becoming more active and it is releasing coronal mass ejections. Oh, the sun, you said, oh, yeah. Yes. Either that or it's Hi, 5G. John. Oh, well, Susan. Hi. Oh. We have a 5G tower near us here. Oh, dear. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not lucky you. Yeah, I know. I've got, one Sometimes about, I've got one about a block away. Yeah, that's that's about how far this one is, too, from here. Sometimes it's, it's the advanced powerful. technology that screws us up. Every time Wynn says, <laughs> must leave now, my phone disconnects. It must be hearing yeah. his voice. And says, oh, i got to leave now. Did you guys know that you can actually buy a, a necklace from um, one of the Russian factories? It is a Shungite necklace, and they're very big beads. I have a Shungite. I, I have a Shungite uh, chunk. It's like a uh, cube. It's I have beautiful. a I have a bracelet of it, and a, and two pyramids of it. Oh wow! Yes, if you can get and a, you, and a small pyramid necklace, for my car. If you I can get a necklace that goes all round your neck. You see, with the beads that go all the way round your neck. Because it'll give yeah. you protection. Yeah, right I was the way wearing around. mine. And I was wearing mine because I was getting jolted. You know, I'd be laying still, and all of a sudden I'd get a jolt. 
my whole body would jolt. But then the the necklace part broke. It's just a string, like a heavy string. It broke, and I haven't found a place to replace it yet. But I would like to be did wearing it, it now. Did it help you from the jolts? Oh yes, I don't. I don't remember having the jolts at all when I was wearing it. Mm-hmm. I did before wow. that. Somebody gave it to me, and it it was wonderful. It was it was the one that's real shiny, the really pretty one. It, mm-hmm. it you know some of it just looks like coal or something like that. But this was like I don't know what they call it. There's a name for it when polished. it's like it's no it's polished. it has a special has a special name not polished. It was something else. I can't remember what it was. But Double you can buy some guys really inexpensively online. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were selling it for a bit, but I don't know how long it's going to be available because yeah. of what's going on in Russia, you know, and oh. the trade things. It's yeah. from Russia, you know, right? I didn't yes, know that. I, I know Moldavite yes. is from Russia, from Moldavia. Yeah. Russia's the only know. place you can get Shungite. I didn't know that. There's a whole mm. website, though. They have lots of specimens, all beautiful, different. Most of it is yeah. from the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. I think it's called the Shungite Factory. Yeah. We're going to start. Hive? Yes. Can, can you run the console from your um, phone? I can't. No, because when so, I go to free console, if I go to the free console. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. You can, you, you know, you can mute people. You can start the recording and everything. Yes, but I don't know the uh, the codes. I have them somewhere, but I don't know where. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Okay. What's today's date? The fourth. It's third of April. It's the third. Sunday the third. Yeah. Thank you. Don't forget the news. The recording has started. This is April 3rd, 2022. Winfrey and Terry Brown in Sedona, Arizona. And everybody everywhere. And um, this is our Sunday call, which we have named Sunday Mornings with the Elohim. And... It's based on a series of conversations that I had through my partner, Terry Brown, starting in 2002, when she woke me up in the middle of the night and said, get the tape recorder out. And a voice came through her. I I actually thought she was crazy at the time, but I was going along with it. But I can say, in retrospect, an intelligence started talking to me through her that told me to ask them questions. And they identified themselves by the name 
the Council of Elohim. And when I Googled the word Elohim, I found out it was one of the names for God in the Old Testament. And the name the Mormons use for God. And when I asked them if they were the same Elohim, they said they were part of the same. Now keep in mind, I'm not believing them. I'm just like researching this and seeing where it goes. And I then I asked them, why are you talking to me? And they said, I was like a cosmic midwife that I, I knew how to put this into the world and I didn't have ego about it. And at the time that they said that, I said, I have no idea how to put this out into the world. And, um, and I wasn't sure. I trusted them and they were who they said they were. And we, had, we started having all kinds of conversations. And I'm asking them, um, all, these, all of these really deep questions. And are we muted? I don't think so. Let me see here. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Okay, everyone's muted. I was asking them all these deep questions, like, what happens when you die? How does this work? How does that work? And I was recording them all, and I was quite amazed with their answers. And it, it was hard to believe they could make it up. And then I had a miracle of healing with my sister. I asked them uh, if they could help something with her. And they said they could. And then something happened that was miraculous. I'm not going to go into it. I've told the story too many times. I'm just, you know, just, you know, giving you a brief touching down on it. You can read our materials and you can hear the direct stories, okay? And so this went on for three years. And I'm still, for three years, I was kind of checking them out. And I was in the middle of writing The Reincarnation of Edgar Casey. And um, I couldn't talk about it publicly, for one thing. I mean, I was already writing a crazy enough book. And um, for me to be talking to, they don't say they're God, okay? That was laid on them because they could do miracles and they honor requests. But for me to be communicating with such a powerful being, uh, it's just, I thought I'd lose all my credibility is writing that book. And in case you're interested, and if you've heard about Edgar Casey. You probably will enjoy the book. It's still on Amazon, The Reincarnation of Edgar Casey by Winfrey. 
And it's, it's as relevant now as it was when I wrote it. But the guy I was writing about when the book came out, he didn't want to tell people he was Edgar Casey anymore. He was my co-writer because I used a lot of his channelings. But it doesn't matter. The book is still amazing. Um, somebody did a review on Amazon calling it some of the most lucid and loving spiritual advice wisdom I have ever read. And the book solved the mystery of who was talking through Edgar Casey. If you don't know who Edgar Casey was, he died in 1945. And he used to go into a trance. And people would ask him questions. And he could answer questions that he couldn't possibly know the answers to. He could diagnose people's physical illnesses. And they would go to the doctor, and he was always right. He could tell people who he was, who they were, in their past lifetimes. And uh, that was harder to prove, but sometimes people proved that. I remember reading one time, he said the person had a certain lifetime in Boston, Massachusetts, and his name was thus and thus. And somebody went and found a grave for that guy in the same period of time that Edgar Casey mentioned. And Edgar Casey never knew where this information was coming from. He, he said it was coming from the Christ. And in my book, it was indicated that, that there was a group's soul made of graduates, composed of graduates of this realm. People that got off the wheel of reincarnation. They grouped together on the other side. Multi-millions of them. To help planetary populations that were still going through reincarnation. And the idea is, as we go through all of these lifetimes and we learn the lessons of this realm, and at a certain point, you don't have to come back unless you want to. And many people do come back, um, even after they've graduated to help other people in this realm. In fact, many of the people that are listening to our call right now who are interested in this kind of material are very likely people who came back here. And they're always looking for, why am I here? Because they don't have the same impetus to be here as the people who are still going through reincarnational cycles. 
who who want to um, have some kind of success in this realm. And um, we have gotten a huge overview of how all of that works on our calls. The nature of reincarnation, the things you have to go through to graduate this realm, and how to cope with life with a higher point of view. And if people ever needed that, they need it now because of what's going on in the world, okay? And um, obviously, we have a lot of things breaking down. A lot of systems breaking down. A lot of alternative news that's saying there's powerful people that want this to happen. And I happen to believe that's true from my own research. And what we've learned is our sources can make a difference. And they have made a difference. Those people who are regulars on our line have witnessed inexplicable phenomena approaching miracles by making a connection with these sources. And it's very interesting to pay attention for a while and see if where it goes for you particularly if you're one of those people who don't feel like you belong here, where you feel alienated. Those are some of the signs of coming in from a higher dimension and being in this realm. And you're looking for explanations as to why you're here and what you're supposed to do. And... We're going to be talking to them in just a moment. And I I wanted to mention to the people on the line, on the phone line, um, for the last couple of weeks, some people have unmuted themselves while I'm in the middle of asking them, asking questions. And I'd like to request that we don't do that this time because it disturbs the flow. But what I will do is I'm going to unmute everybody right now. And I'm going to do what Carla used to do, Carla Rucker, who is a channel who died, used to come to our calls all the time. And uh, she channeled what's called the raw material a series of five books in the early 1980s. And I have a belief there was a correspondence between who she was channeling, who Edgar Cayce was channeling, 
and who David Wilcox was channeling, okay? And she would hold a session every Sunday at her home in Louisville, Kentucky. And people would come to her home, and then she would have a little discussion with everybody about what should we talk about today. And they would have a group discussion, and then they'd have a consensus about what they would talk about, and that's what they asked questions about. A little bit of trivia, if you never heard it, is that there was a young man who was going to go to Los Angeles, or decided to go to Los Angeles, who used to come to her sessions in Louisville, and his name was Tom Cruise. And then he left, and the rest is history, <laughs> except he became a Scientologist. And he didn't really follow through on the raw material stuff, to my knowledge. Okay, so let me, start. let me see if I can remember how to unmute people. All participants are muted. Done. All participants are unmuted. Okay. So we're opening we're opening up now to a group discussion. Why do I hear a beeping on my phone? You hear it too. Someone you hear it? a beeping on my phone too. I don't know what it is. Sounds like someone's calling you. Yeah. That's what I think. But I don't know. Usually if somebody calls, it it doesn't beep on the line. It has a notification, but there's no notification right now. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Okay, it's coming in through somebody's line. So I just muted everybody again. And we can have a group discussion. And when you when you want to say something, click star six, okay? And that'll unmute you. And then we won't hear that beeping sound. I'll try to unmute it a little in a minute. But we're opening the lines. I win. I, I got an idea. Um, yes, Don. I'd like to get interested in getting more information about light, how light works and like sunlight, light from the center of the universe and how it, how it carries information and what kind of information and stuff like that. Well, how about, you know, since we've done all these calls about how the universe was created, right? Not exactly we the same all, thing. We have all these particles in the universe. One of them is the photon the electron, the atom, the molecule, and how did they Particles are real. They're just made out of vibration. Yeah, but 
was the Elohim constructing that? And, or was it a natural uh, formation? I don't know. Okay, that's I, one I topic. I could uh, refer you to uh, the Law of One Made Simple, number 10, uh, mm. where, uh, like, the question Don asks is, uh, what was the first thing in creation? And they said that the first thing was free will. Uh, he said, well, then what was the second thing? And they said the love was the second thing, love. And in the session, the love one made simple, then the third thing that was mentioned was light. And, um, but at that point, Carla asked me to come in, me, Terry Brown, and to see what the Elohim's take on it was. And mm-hmm. the Elohim's take on it was totally agreeing. The first impulse is free will, but the second thing is love. And out of love, two uh, sources um, intersect. They send love to each other, and at the intersection of that, light is formed. Mm-hmm. Now, the next thing in creation is the light then begins to manifest all of creation. So mm-hmm. you've got um, free will, Love, light, and love. So you've got things manifested out of light with love. Wow. So it's love. So light is sort of a barrier. Adding on to what Terry was saying here? What? Uh, Judy, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, love you, Terry. Love you, Win. Okay, I just want to tell you this real quick based on what beautiful thing you're saying, Terry. Last week, I had a dream. I had no re- reason why. And it showed me these ribbons I had as a young girl. They were graduation ribbons. No connection to anything. I hadn't seen them in years. My best friend had graduated from the same class. She said, yeah, I remember those graduation ribbons, and I'm ready to go to heaven. She had no idea. So I said, I said, Graduation. And then that night on your call, it was a couple nights ago, on the Whole Planet Healing, Bonnie Penners read about graduation, uh, you know, uh, and what that was. And she read about the logistics of it to some degree of, you know, trans teleporting. But what Terry is saying, I would love to know, we're at the end of this cycle. How many years is that cycle when where they're supposed to be able to graduate? 75,000 oh. years. 75,000. So I would love to know at the end of this 75 and this graduation, what are the qualities upon, you know, the, I don't know if qualities is the right word, but what Terry is mentioning, the, the love, the light, the goodness, the wisdom, what is the life like upon graduation on a soul body quality level, not just the logistics of how we can teleport and all that type of stuff. So it would be 
building on what Terry is saying as far as those qualities and how that ties into graduation at this end of this big mm-hmm. cycle. Okay, so that's what I want to When has uh, In the Love One Made Simple, she has brought some of that in uh, so that uh, they, in the Love One, they see you have to be 51% service to others uh, or 95% service to self, like loving yourself and only yourself. Um, but that when carried it a step farther, that the heart chakra needs to be open, which would bring in the love factor, which is very important towards graduation. If if you uh, everything, you have a choice, and if your heart is open, then you're much more uh, able to um, recognize and take advantage of change. You are withdrawn mm-hmm. and into yourself, uh, and, but you're open so that you can then experience more light because as you get to the higher densities, the light is more denser and it has more denser, more information in it. So in third density, the light does not have as much information. But when you get to a higher density, the light has more um, more information. And so the more you're able to be open to receive more information and with love, the uh, faster you, or the more ready you are to step into a higher density. Beautiful. You know, when you use the word light, the question comes up in my mind is we have a way of defining the word light. In, in other words, we can see things. There's, and, and, and we talk about photons. Is the light that they're talking about the same light, or is it different? I mean, I can feel how all this works. Like, love creates affinity, and it creates a feeling of oneness with what you love. And that creates light. So how does that work? If it's possible to understand. Um, When you have an intersection of, say, two love sources, then it collates into a light that radiates out. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, is is it the light that we see from the sun, the same kind of light? Or uh, have a personally, I I think there's uh, like I I know when the Elohim hits me, I'm Sam tuning to come into a session, and the Elohim hits me, I see light pink, and that's like the intersection of the Elohim uh, 
uh, intersecting with me, and it creates light. And that that's a specific kind of a of a light. You know, cameras can pick that up. Uh, as mm-hmm. we've taken pictures of when when he's called in the light, and uh, it shows light pink all around them. Sometimes he's just covered in light pink. Um, and then now, I've, talked many, I've talked many times about when I was giving talks publicly. Yes. And I could see white light come into the room and descend and other people on the could audience. Too. And other yes. people could, too. So right. there's, there's, de- there's definitely a phenomenon. But coming well, from a, a much larger spectrum that we are not aware of as well. Yes. A bigger spectrum all around us. Right. It could be Thank different, you, spectrum, different spectrums of light, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um... The density the light that comes from the sun, because it, you know, supposedly there's uh, information in sunlight, and it's healthy for you, and things like that. So I'd like to get more information about sunlight specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, it, well, it all has information in it, um, so that uh, it would be if you take a spectrum analysis, you can tell what. Um, Minerals uh, uh, are in uh, the uh, source of the light, what the components of it are. And the light is different in, uh, depending upon the, uh, the source. And, and see, it's all projecting information based upon the, uh, what, what is available in the source. Mm-hmm. So, so this this uh, magnifies so that if you're really tuned in, you can uh, get all kinds of information just by connecting up with, uh, say, another being, because they are uh, emitting uh, their uh, their light, and uh, it is all collection of information about them. Mm -hmm. Now, everyone has the ability to open up to these energies more than they are. And the thing that stops you from opening up is your belief patterns. Like... If somebody is listening to this conversation we're having, they might be thinking, is this for real? Are they really talking to who they say they are? I don't believe in any of that. And then, end of story, you know? Well, that's okay. They are where they are. Yeah, I'm just saying they won't go any further, Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, most people in this realm don't have a clue as to what's going on. They're, they're operating, they have friends, they're following 
you know, their dreams for success. Um, they want to be in love. And all of this stuff is beyond all of, all of those things. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue those things. But to be able to pursue them without attachment. You see, if you're pursuing a dream in this, in this realm, whatever that dream is, I need to make money. I need a better job. I need to get married. And you die, and you haven't fulfilled that dream. Very likely, you will be required to incarnate again or you will choose to incarnate again to continue with the fulfillment of that dream. And you keep doing it until the dream is realized. And then usually at that point, you'll be having the experience of like, did I really need this? Fake it till you make it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, people are presented with their next thing. And so they they might be presented with something and say, I I can't handle this. I don't know what I'm doing or whatever. But that's their next thing. And if they can rise up to it and confront it and get through it, I mean, they've done their next thing that's available for them or looking at it, you, you know, what needs to be done, either um, make something of it or change direction or, or do whatever to uh, evolve to your next level. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've done so many things in this lifetime that could have turned into careers. And yes, I, ma- I mastered them. Some of them I really mastered, and some of them I got pretty high in mastery. And I said, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. It's because I was doing things I'd done in previous lifetimes, and there was nothing for me to learn in doing it again as a career, you know? So, um, in any case... It seems like this seems like the topic that we're going to do, okay? Anyone else have a comment? No. And Terry, well, you're not ready. To, I think this is a great subject, and I don't want to interrupt the flow, but I wanted to ask about our teams. That we each have a team around us that we don't really even, we may not even be aware of. And I'm curious about that. That uh, Who are these? Who is, who is our team? Well, but maybe I think, on another oh. I'll keep, keep that in mind. If, if it fits into a flow, I'll include it. Okay? Um, I would say that our team is is 
is changing. It's not locked in stone. Depending on what we do, who we're with, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. We have part of our team might be our ancestors. Part of them, you know, might be part of the angelic realm. And uh, I think everybody, okay. each person has their own tailored team. Uh, I'm reminded of one girl uh, that uh, kept asking the same question over and over and over and over for two years. She said, I had a guide, and my guide told me everything I was going to do or supposed to do, and I could ask him anything. And my guide left me. Uh, What does that mean? Does that mean I'm supposed to die now? And the answer was always, no, it means that you need, at this point, to learn to make decisions on your own. And this question happened over and over for two years with the same answer. And finally, the answer was a little different. The question was the same, uh, but the answer was, uh, if you don't start making decisions on your own, your guide is never going to come back. But if you start making decisions on your own, your guide will be back in a week. And uh, two weeks later, she called and said, my guide's back. And then uh, she didn't come in or close anymore, but I always hope she'll come back. (laughs) I kind of remember that person. Um, Yes. Yeah, you, you took a special interest in her. I can't remember who she was or her name now, but that's okay. She was in the Edgar Casey group. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, people love the idea of having someone tell them what they're supposed to do. Um, (laughs) But, you you know, there's no personal responsibility in it. And you assume, you know, I hear, what am I supposed to do? What is God's will? Da, 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 da. You know, it's all about giving up your personal responsibility. And the fact of the matter is that each of us is an aspect of the one infinite creator or an aspect of God. And if you notice the word creator, it means that we can create, we're not slaves. There's nothing we're supposed to do. Um, You may have a piece of karma that you you need to work out. And and you're not supposed to. You have to choose to do it. And um, let's get started. So we we do this little invocation to bring in the connection with our sources and to create a protected space that negative energies can't come into it. Then are the phone lines muted? Are the phone lines muted? Yes. Yeah, they're on star six, okay? Okay. 
But don't, but don't interrupt. Don't, I'm not going to change it now. But if you interrupt, I'll change it, okay? And maybe at a certain point, I'll stop again and let people ask questions about what was already said. But don't come in and change the flow. All right? Okay. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person here and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us and we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now, and do we have our sources present? Uh-oh. Where's Terry? I, there you go. I, I, I am here. I forgot to unmute. I got too anxious. We uh, greet you in the love of the one infinite creator. We are here. We are mainly in aspects uh, that's coming in right now, slanted toward the love one group based upon the fact that you uh, in the pre-discussion were uh, talking about some of the raw material that has come through about um, the first uh, distortion, the second distortion, the third and the fourth, uh, namely, uh, namely free will, love, light, light, love. Um, we... Uh, also, here is an aspect of our group here, the uh, uh, Elohim, and we are standing by uh, to uh, take the, um, the the line if uh, the questions are directed into our uh, ball court. Uh, so we are all here working together. But is a very um, um, avid team that is um, adaptable, 
depending upon the questions asked. If we ever see anything that doesn't make sense to you, we all agree, just disregard it, because we are only here to assist. And if it doesn't make sense to you, uh, then um, perhaps we got the language wrong, or uh, perhaps it is not you were not ready for it at the time, or we got onto the wrong priority car. So uh, <laughs> um, we are here to assist. So do you have questions? Yeah. Have you been tracking our conversation? Yes. Do you want to make any over overall comments before we ask questions? We think that we have already made them uh, on the in, in, in the run up uh, to this about the first distortion of being free will, the second uh, um, love, the third light, uh, and then light love. That okay. is the order in which things progress. The only other thing that we might say is that there are certain groups. Uh, for instance, the Orion group or negative groups that wish to um, and not uh, uh, to to not look at that, not look at where we came from and how we were developed and the importance of free will, and instead they think that their free will is more important than everybody else's, and that they then. Uh, can be the king of the heap if they uh, take over the free will of all others, uh, which then uh, collapses a lot of uh, creativity and progress and forward motion, and eventually, uh, since it's not based upon uh, the nature of reality, uh, will eventually fall apart. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let me start out by saying, as I understand it, the Elohim laid out the original template for the, the beginning of the universe. Within the guidelines of, uh, within the guidelines of creation, uh, how creation works itself. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And the Ra group did not do that. The Ra group came in at the effect of that at some point. Can we say that? Well, they came in. Well, um, we would not call them at the effect of that because they were uh, making use of all the principles and we were working with uh, housing mechanisms uh, for all beings uh, at the time uh, and still we still are. Um, but uh, we would not say they were at that. They were making use of uh, these um, guidelines. Well, the Ra group had had has developed some mastery of the workings of the universe, 
Yes. For example, you know, I fairly well believe this is true and that in the record channelings and the Casey channelings, there was the principle shared that the Ra group created the Great Pyramid. And I used to say it was by levitation, but I have to correct myself because after a careful reading, it was the the rock group created the rocks out of the raw building block of the energies of the universe. Yes, yes. So they didn't they took they created something that was highly material, highly solid out of essentially nothing from this realm, correct? The rockness of the rock. Yeah. And, you know, the same incident was described both in Edgar Casey and in Carla Rucker. Yes. That, uh, and, um, and I remember reading that, and I thought it was mind-blowing. But I, 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 I used and somehow I interpreted that, whatever they said. In the Casey reading, they talk about stones moving through the air and stones floating. So it sounded like levitation. But, um. As they were created in the air, they would appear to be floating. Mm hmm. Yes. And is that a sixth-density talent, a fifth-density talent, fourth-density talent? It is a talent of a pure being, either one pure being or a group of beings who are not totally pure, but can band together in the postulate and work together since none of them are totally pure, but they can take the aspect of purity in their own self and band it together with others, which makes the result. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you create rocks out of nothing, are you creating atoms and electrons, or are they being created at that moment out of nothing? We are creating rockness out of rockness. We are bringing in rockness. Okay. We are contacting the rockness of the... Um, Rock that is able to be manifest. Mm hmm. And theoretically, if there was a being that was pure enough in this realm, they could do that. That is correct. One man 
would move a mountain if he was pure enough. And the same thing probably works for a group. A group that developed the right affinity and purity can move a mountain. Yes, and they would not have to be each one totally pure as mm-hmm. the purity within each could uh, work together to create the image, the uh, manifestation out of the potential likeness. Mm-hmm. Now, has the rock group done other created creations on our planet of nothing into something? Well, we wouldn't say nothing into something, yes. Uh, but you also look at uh, the creation of a bell-shaped craft in mm-hmm. your skies. That would be from thought forms. Uh-huh. And how about water? Could you create water from thought forms? This is applicable across the board. Also, to create light bodies that others can see. Mm-hmm. How about when Jesus Jesus did a couple of miracles where he seemed to... I don't know if this is accurate, but let's assume it's accurate. If you want to confirm it, you can. But... To manifest wine out of water. Yeah, manifesting wine out of water and I think a bunch of fish for dinner, right? Yes. 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 Was he using that principle? Yes. Was he connecting with the energy of his disciples as a group to help manifest that? Uh, Yes, in the crowd. The hungry crowd. The crowd. So when the, even today, there are some evangelists that bring somebody up in front of a crowd and touch them and say, you're healed, and suddenly the person is... I think some of it might be faked, but I've watched it, and the person says, I can see now, or something like that. The same principle? Possible, yes. Possible. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. We do not. Um, uh, you have to be careful as there are uh, tricks that can be played. Yes. Can the negative do things like this? Yes. This would be where the neg- the negative. Uh, would have access to the gate of intelligent infinity where their heart might not be open. Mm-hmm. But still, they heave the mechanics down. They are not in touch with um, the uh, uh, higher consciousness, the, the, the uh, Christ consciousness, they're not in touch with that, but they can 
I simply bypass it all and go into the gate to intelligent infinity and bring some of these miracles up. However, these are uh, not based upon a full spectrum of uh, backup awareness, and so they may not last. Mm-hmm. They would they would look at that as being magic, right? It would be magic, yeah. Would be magic, and you know, in the law of one, the raw group used the word magic. They used the word magic personality. Am I right? Magical personality. Well, there was some positivity to have the magical personality, but particularly if they were connected with the law of one and Christ consciousness. However, you could get a magical personality that was total service uh, to self, but had somehow opened up the gate to intelligent infinity and able to work with um, work with that, the uh, the manifestation of things. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to Don's original question. And he was talking about light. And, you know, in this dimension, in 3D, when we talk about light, we think about photons, we think about colors, we think about images that are translated to our brain that we can see. Uh, 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 what was the word? You think about what? Um, that are translated to our brain? What was the word? Images. Like we see images. an image of okay. a tree. And we would call that yes. light. Okay? And the word science uses for light is photon particles. Okay. And photon particles would be an intersection of two forces <laughs> of um two love sources. An intersection mm-hmm. of two love forces. Two love forces. Sources. Two sources of love intersecting. Yes. And showing up as a particle. So in other words, when we see a tree, are we intersecting with the tree to create photons that we can, our eyes can pick up? You are intersecting in the hologramic um, full imagery of the surroundings. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And if we go back to the original creation, we talk about free will. Then we talk about love. And then we talk about light. Yes. So free will means each individual thing it's not under the control of something else. No, it is under its own control. 
All creation is based upon free will. Mm -hmm. So everything is constantly, unless they've allowed themselves to be controlled by something else, all of creation is, is in a constant state of recreation due to the individual components of the creation. Yes. And that when two vibrations meet based on the free will of the individual sources, something they new is created. create light. They create light. Yes. And, and, and this when they light, meet with love. Yeah. Is this the same kind of light that we normally call light? You know, all the colors, the vision, you know, the images on our brain is a result of these intersections? Yes. Um, there are different... Uh, based upon the manifestation of um, that is created uh, <laughs> it may be then um, say the a mineral is created in the manifestation and then the mineral is emitting a light spectrum now it will have the elements in the information of the um, aspects uh, that were sending out information. Uh, and, and this is where uh, the light that comes off of it uh, is more dense or less dense. It may have more information about it. It may have all of the information of the minerals that it's made up of. Uh, if it's a person uh, emitting a, a light, but it will have all the information in and out about his genetic history, about his life. It will all be encoded there. Mm-hmm. Now, having been a physics major at one point in my life, I remember studying um, harmonics, and beat frequencies. In other words, um, when two frequencies come together, they have a quality in their interface where they create two additional frequencies, which are mm -hmm. the um, addition of both frequencies and the subtraction. So say, for example, if you had an audio frequency of 10 cycles per second and 30 cycles per second, you would also have 10 plus 30 equals 40 cycles in the mix at a lower amplitude. And you'd also have uh, a 30 minus 10, which would be 20 cycles. How does that correlate with what you're talking about, if it does. All of the information uh, is um, correlated together uh, in the emission 
from uh, the individual of his light frequency. All of the information is there, the beat frequencies, the uh, frequencies that are subtracted from each other. Uh, all, if it could be all analyzed, you would find out a whole map of the individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, somebody. Somebody's talking in the background. Okay. So what I'm saying is, hello. Let me let me mute. Let me mute that. Oh, okay. Just just a moment. Hang on. All participants are muted. Okay. So, let me make sure our sources are still here. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, we, we this have... This is a very important principle that in the light that is emitted, it may be more dense with information. It may be less dense, but all the information is encoded there. So if, uh, like when we do a reading for somebody, we are able to look at their light, they, they emanate, and to decode uh, information along the lines of the questions they're asking and uh, to take a deeper look. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's extremely complicated because everything... It is very in simple, the... on the other hand, if you know how to decode it and read it. It, it is mm-hmm. a very simple principle. Uh, the, uh, the light that is emanated contains all the information. And as you get to the higher densities, like the four to two to six, there is more information that is available in the light that is emitted, and it also makes time go faster in the higher densities. Mm-hmm. Now, when the, you use the example of when the Elohim is reading somebody, they can see all these things, right? Well, it's not real. It's to in, encode it. Encode it. And now, when the Elohim is doing that, are they also not changing the spectrum by their own observation? We have a very high frequency, so we're able to um, examine it in the um, in the area of the spectrum where it is, and not enter much distortion. Mm-hmm. Okay, and when we have the Elohim and Rock collaborating with us on our calls, with Ra'an, are they impacting each other's frequencies while that's going on? Uh, that is funny because you're speaking of us in the third person. Um, we are able to coordinate 
totally in um, act as one force, and we are not uh, interfering because we simply um, combine our forces in, and we meld ourselves in, into um, the frequencies necessary to be able to read what we're looking at. Yes. Okay. When you graduated from Venus, did you? How long did it take before the rock group formed? We formed right away, as we were a group before we left. Okay. And how long did it take you to evolve to be able to say create rocks from nothing? Well, this was, it's something that is native uh, within each of us. It is native within each of us, and so all it has to be do, done is uncovered and unburied within you. Mm-hmm. You know, there were times when I was living, having an experience of I believe it was the law of one where I would think of a song and the radio would play the song. I was having phenomena like that. Is that getting close to what you're talking about or the same idea at a much simpler level? It is stepping into the hologram of the time of the moment. Mm-hmm. And so you are totally on board with what they uh, what what is going on. You you are a participant in the hologram that is going on right then. Mm-hmm. And when one is getting closer to the experience of the law of one. And of course, I'm sure there's all kinds of levels of that experience. And maybe a better question is to say, as a person starts to accept the ideas of the law of one, in other words, I can say we're all one. We're all part of the one infinite creator. That's a as thought. As one starts to discover it in their life and how it works. Yes. And then... The next step is, is how do you implement that to make yourself better and to make the world better, okay? Or does it just get implemented automatically with your own evolutionary process? As you begin to observe the phenomena, you, you begin to learn how it works and uh, how you can... Uh, it a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, covered the questions that people brought up when we were having our discussion. Do you like the idea of us doing a group discussion like that? Yes. Yes, and then, and then um, Everybody is 
able to input their their input of uh, their interests, and uh, the discussion can be uh, for for those people, and uh, they can get the most out of it since it's addressing things they're interested in. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, if if I we have a few minutes left before we go into our healing list. If if I open up the mics and give people the opportunity to just ask a question on this particular topic. Is that okay with you? Yes. Okay. So let's do that. See if we have any background noise. All participants are unmuted. Okay. Everyone's unmuted. And uh, did we answer all your questions that you posed at the beginning? Don, can you hear? Uh, did you have a further question? Who? Don? Don? Don, you must have a question. Hey, Wynn, uh, here's a little aside. Uh, one time uh, Don was asking Ra who, because a lot of people want to know this, who, what ended was speaking through Edgar Casey and Ross said no entity spoke through Edgar Casey he accessed the uh, Akashic records. Correct. Mm-hmm. And who, who was it that just spoke? Edward. Say it again. Ed in Louisiana. Did you spell that? E G W A R D. Oh, Edward. Edward. Edward in Edward. Uh, Edward. Okay. Yeah. I just read that the other day and it kind of blew my mind there because everybody's always asking what entity spoke through Edward Casey. And uh, Ross said, no one, no entity. So that that is correct. Well, we've asked questions about this ourselves. And what we got was Edgar Casey was able to open up to the universe. But as part of that opening up, there were definitely entities. Some of, some of them were negative. It spoke through him. I mean, one there of the was things... some instances of uh, negative entity uh, coming through, or different entities that came through. But in general, his material was got directly from the Akashic. Um, I, I, in, in Terry's answer, I got another question, but I don't know if it's going to be too off the subject, but. Um... 
she I could ask it Wednesday. <clears throat> she uh, said if a man something like if a man is pure enough, he could move a mountain. And I was wondering what what you meant by purity in that context. Thank you. Uh, if a person has a singular uh, ability to act and have his mind totally as one and to come through totally as one and not be he have other factors influencing his mind that take him off the subject. Uh, if he is totally able to focus on uh, the creation of blackness and not have all other kinds of uh, spurious information and sidetracks uh, diverting him, uh, then we would consider that a purity of mind. Mm-hmm. How long would you have to hold that uh, focus? As long as it took to move the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a question that yes. I've been wondering about, but it, it's sort of off the subject. Um, I, I have a real interest and fascination with quartz crystals uh, that are inside the earth. And I'm wondering if there's a way that we can connect with them and bring the beautiful, uh, uniform, free-flowing energy um, into our environment to help people um, across the world and to, to help to stabilize the, the, the energy. There is a way <coughs> to do that, and uh, it takes a special practitioner who has been trained in the recognition of the light flow from crystals through crystals and how it can be integrated into the uh, matrix of a person to help um, purify the person and realign the person. There are certain crystals for different things. Uh, for instance, uh, to work with the throat chakra, could take a a blue type crystal. However, a diamond could be worked with if the practitioner is uh, able to know how to do it to align uh, practically any uh, chakra or and connect it up with dreaming energies. Does this work? This has. Do we have anybody <laughs> in our group that can do that? <laughs> we know that Raiden works with crystals. Um, it's, it, it is a very specific, specialized uh, uh, practice. There are some uh, 
beings working in metaphysical uh, bookstores or metaphysical healing centers that have some knowledge mm. of this. Wow. The rock, the, rock group, the rock group was training people in Egypt on how to do this. Were they not? <coughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you. Now, is this... Can you explain why this works with crystals? What is it about the formation of a crystal? My, if I was going to guess, I would say, in some way, the crystal contains a hologram that um, matches a hologram external to it. We uh, wouldn't call it exactly that. The crystal uh, directs the in-streaming and the out-streaming uh, energies and uh, can be aligned with the person to help uh, correct deviations uh, in in-streaming and out-streaming energy and the connection between that and the in-streaming energy from uh, the Huna crew and uh, out, outer planets and stars. Mm-hmm. Thank you. What what is the uh, the very beautiful, stabilizing and smooth, clearing energies that I can feel from um, a very large natural quartz crystal? What is it? What is it doing? It is helping to realign the energies in your body and connect them with the energies of the crystal. Oh, that's beautiful. Does it have a consciousness? There is a consciousness and an intelligence in it, yes. It would be a a second density, a first density, um, first density energy. That's beautiful. And if I send it loving energy, will it hold the energy and will it admit it into the environment? uh, There are different crystals that work in different ways. Some of them could hold it. Not everyone would hold it. Oh, thank you very much. In Atlantis, I believe they misused the energy of crystals in a negative way. Well, it became negative in that they were overusing the crystals uh, they were overloading the crystals, trying to get the most energy out of it as possible, misusing the crystals uh, to ramp up their energy uh, systems, uh, and, and it, it uh, 
was one of the reasons for the downfall of MIMS. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be one more question, and then we wish to go to the hearing list. Thank you. Do we have one more question? I have one question. <coughs> it's Ken from Mississauga calling. It's a general yes, question. Yes. I grew up in a city called Thunder Bay, um, <laughs> Ontario, Canada. And yes. um, when I was young, we had a scientist place saying that some of the o- oldest parts on the Earth's still original mantle was over 2 billion years old, where we were relocated. They found some of the oldest fossils. There also is a yes. huge, huge amethyst deposit. It's almost uh, 40, 50 miles long. And I'm just wondering, and it's, an amethyst is somewhat rare, if that really affects the energy in the region because uh, it's just a very different town. And I, I remember finding some very old rocks in the river when I was a young kid. And I late, later on found that this rock had amethyst with a kind of a speckled, Orange, purple, orange, orange, like a vessel, but I found that it was a very powerful crystal mixed with the quartz. And, uh, yeah, it was just something I found. I was 12 years old at the swim club, and I went, we were wading in, in the river, and I brought, I don't, I misplaced the rock since, but I found out they're very rare. But I'm just wondering if this quartz, they had a lot of quartz in the synthesis, has effect of the Earth's energy field, like if it really directs a bunch of energy, because it's a very, very predominant. Yes, um, it does, uh, and that area is very uh, different uh, aura from other areas, uh, which uh, directs it, it, it things are more grounded there, uh, and yet they are also more uh, connected with some of the higher aspects of a human. And so some people really love living in the area as they uh, feel these energies. And it it helps them in their daily life to, um, in the uh, setting up of the families, uh, to have a more uh, stable, grounded, uh, to the earth uh, relationship. so this this is a very perceptive that this very much affects the area there. Yeah, I, I moved to Southern Ontario gotta be two thousand six, two thousand eight and well every time I went back I found because I've been living in a different energy, I found because I've been away for so long a big difference in energy change as soon as I stepped down. And I do miss that part of Thunder Bay. I mean, the economy wasn't very good there for many years. They had a big downturn. So I moved to Southern Ontario. But, yes, everything you said about the grounding and people saying that there's something about it, they never want to leave. Um, but, yes. And, and it, it is helpful to the people. Well, I may, That's why my sister wants to buy property there. She lives here now. And I, I, I may very well, we're trying to get... Uh, we still have property in their family, but thank you for that insight. Uh, and what about this other special rock that's quartz mixed with the or I forget the name off the top of my head. It's got like a, it, it was mixed with the amethyst, and it's got some kind of, it has some special properties I read. 
It's purple, an orange, like almost like a uh, almost like a rust, almost like a rust color mixed with the purple. Yes, uh, this this would help energies of the higher chakra, the indigo chakra, <laughs> uh, the um, intuitive. It, it would uh, tie together with the rust color uh, and the purple color. It would tie together. Uh, some of the, the uh, grounding and, and the feeling of being part of the earth with the, the intuitiveness that is available to the people or it, it is an adjunct or an aid to the intuitiveness of the people. Hey, thank you very much for that. That's I, I just was thinking about this earlier, and I'm, you, you answered, I think a lot of people don't realize. So anybody on the call... Thunder Bay is a beautiful town to to, to visit. Um, they, help, they also have the Sleeping Giant Provincial Park. It is very magnificent. It's on Lake Superior. It's uh, very... Now that I've left it, I appreciate the town more when I visit um, how special it is. And, and, and Elohim has confirmed that it's different. What part of America is it, Thunder Bay? In Canada. Canada. Oh, it's in Canada. Okay. It's at the very end of the Great Lakes. It's the last port. It's a big grain port now, and actually it's going to be a very important port with this uh, disruption in in Ukraine and with the grain. It still was considered the world's largest grain port uh, up until a few years ago. I think it will be now. All the wheat coming from Western Canada now is going to start feeding the world because... uh, um, they did. They were export. We were used to export a lot to Russia at one time. Russia didn't have very good growing. Now I think we will again. But uh, no, Canada is going to feed the world, and that uh, people don't realize food. It's, yeah, it's. Uh, we really got to pray for good weather. Maybe everybody that we will have a good crop this year in Canada to help offset what we've lost in Ukraine for Europe and everything. So. No, a beautiful town to grow up, but just the economy wasn't go there. I really, I do. I still have family there. Uh, Northwestern Ontario is very uh, beautiful. If anybody wants, it has a magical aspect to the energy there. And they they want to do mining now. They found some very rare palladium, and also north of Thunder Bay, a very rare palladium mine. In fact, some of the most in the world too, just north of it. And, and palladium, I imagine, is a very exotic metal and very rare. And I don't know if it has any special energy too, or palladium or platinum. Okay, listen. I'll let you go. Move Thank on. you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. For you. <laughs> Thank you for your question. And yeah. thank you, Terry, teacher, you... for your question and everyone else. Do you need a break? Terry, do you need a break? Uh, I better. Yeah. Okay. I'll be right back. We don't have our console, so we can't play music today. I just recently was listening to somebody who was talking about uh, health, I think, and they're saying you should think of, consider your body as a crystalline form as opposed to the way it's been thought about lately. So it kind of ties well, into I, what I, I, I will t- I'll tell you something. A lot of New Age people talk about crystalline bodies and silicon-based bodies and that we're moving into that, and um, I've asked I'm questions about, about it. Our, like mm-hmm. our bones are actually crystal, 
form, and then yeah. and a water is water is quasi crystalline, so our blood and everything is quasi crystalline. So there's a lot of crystalline uh, features to our physical bodies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mentioned a lot in the law of one about crystalline uh, bodies. What, what are the screeching in the background? I gotta mute everybody to get rid of it. Hang on. Then I'm gonna mute you too. Hang on. All participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. All participants are muted. Okay. And we're just waiting for Terry. CJ, how big is our list today? Let's have a look. I think fairly big. Five so far, six, seven. Um, hold on, eight. No, seven. Seven. Thank goodness. Okay. I had another interesting question that would have that might have been helpful for um, people with various different illnesses, and that is the use of these frequency machines. Since we've been talking about light, well, you can get some very very well-designed frequency sound and light machines and one in particular has got a lot of well I say a lot but it's got some scientific data showing its effectiveness and I'm really excited about coming across this sort of thing. They're called the Rife Bear Machines. Mm-hmm. And you can look them up, but they, they're very, apparently, there's a lot of testimonials and people saying that they've helped for all kinds of things like, um, I don't know really what the right word is, but uh, I think they say dematerializing or something like that for parasites. Mm. And they've been used for treating different types of cancer. And you get a whole set of frequencies, but it's important to get the right machine. And the right machine is very, very expensive. It's about six and a half thousand dollars and it's a rife bear machine Mm -hmm. okay I'm there hi Terry hi (laughs) well we're gonna um, we're gonna go into our healing list and we'll put all kinds of things on that list and we go through it 
And our sources make comments, and sometimes people have miracles. So I turn it over to Sija in England and Terry in Sedona and everybody who's in the bands in between who submitted questions. And go ahead, Sija. Thank you. I would like to call in the love light of protection around each and every person on this healing list, each and every person who is a subject of the healing list, listening to this call, listening to the replay, or reading a transcript. John from Las Vegas. Please help people in positions of power to become positive, to be service to others, to honor the law of one, and to have integrity, ethics, wisdom, and courage so that they will adopt the Christ consciousness, honor truth, justice, and freedom for the American people and the entire world. I ask that the global economy will improve. Please surround cryptocurrencies in the love light for privacy, for worldwide adoption, and for them to be used as a monetary system that is free from capital gains tax and free from surveillance. Please help cryptocurrencies to become more accessible and easier for people to use and understand. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. We um, see that what you are calling for, and we uh, magnify your calling um it, it, and uh put it in the mix with it, the calling of all thank you thank you feature from england thank you to all of our beautiful friends in the higher realms for co-creating with us for sending your loving energy in support of all people who are service to others. I put into the love light all of my previous prayer requests that are important for the highest and greatest good. Thank you for inspiring and helping people develop new systems and technologies that are outside of the corrupt system in education, medicine, law, free energy, the financial system, housing, clean food and water, and for the successful outcomes of those seeking legal redress. The loving energy that is highlighting, surrounding, protecting, and healing the children, I thank you for it all with much love. Thank you. Thank you. We send healing energy and support to those who are uh, service to others and are supporting the children and working for the good of the children and the education system. 
and uh, all systems. Thank you. Thank you. Michael Adler from San Diego. Hello again, and thank you for this opportunity to check in on a condition you first informed me about weeks ago. I've been taking ivermectin, as noted, for the parasitic condition, but I'm not sure that it has completely disappeared. Could you evaluate again? What's the next step? I do understand that this is not medical advice and only I am accountable for whatever next steps you might inform me about. If I could hug you all, I would. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we see just, um, and this is no medical advice either, but uh, to support your system with uh, C-Stack um, and uh, periodic ivermectin as uh, the situation is is not um, stopped at any particular point and the uh, um, exposures to uh, different new variants that can come your way or shedding from people uh, that have been sick or uh, have somehow other gotten uh, coronavirus uh, in their system. Um, it, it is an ongoing process to keep yourself healthy. You're doing very well and um, have eliminated most of it as we see. Just to mention, Z-Stack is uh, a formulation of a Russian doctor, the Z-Stack. You can look it up, you'll find it. And as I understand it, it's a combination of zinc, quercetin, and vitamin C, and vitamin D, those four things. Vitamin D, quercetin, um, vitamin C, and zinc. And um, other people have not used the word Z-Stack, but recommended taking all those individual supplements. So um, look it up. Go ahead, CJ. Thank you. Michael goes on to say, and thank you for this opportunity to place someone in the light for healing. I would like to place Andrea See Namaste into the light for healing of her rheumatoid arthritis, which has severely affected her hands as well as other joints in her body. Can this be held solely by energy or does there need to be an intervention? Can I help? Thank you so much. I'm very grateful for your energy and your reply. Hugs to all. Thank you. Thank you. We see that uh, there could be uh, some um, mineral rebalance in her body. Uh, it could help uh, to see, uh, to check 
um, any um, buildup of uh, metallic substances um, to help uh, substances they can help dissolve uh, the calcium deposits in her fingers. Uh, just the energy we can put in there to help. Uh, we will thank you. Thank you. Patty L. from Birmingham, Alabama. Last week, I submitted a request for assistance with my romantic partner. I think Terry got cut off or something happened. I am in separation right now from him and would like help energetically to reunite. Also, I would like to know how my mum and my auntie Pat are doing on the other side. Thank you to all for your energetic assistance. Thank you. Uh, let me just make, read? let me, let me intrude one, one moment. And I just want to say goodbye to everybody on BBS radio. And thank you for listening. And if any of this resonated with you, particularly if you're having feeling separated and anxious about the world, we do 10 calls a week. And the people that are coming to our calls are getting into a state of balance. Our sources are working energetically with all those calls. And you can find the schedule on thespiritchannel.net, thespiritchannel.net. And I believe our sources were going to ask a question there to Sija about something she read. Could you read the first part of that again? Last week, with a partner. I submit- yes. Um, last week, I submitted a request for assistance with my romantic partner. I think Terry got cut off or something happened. I am in separation right now from him and would like help energetically to reunite. Thank you. Thank you. We do see the separation there. Um, the last week we had rep- recommended if you could get him talking. However, if there is a separation going on at this time, then um, we suggest you may try talking to him from the other side. In other words, um, just uh, putting out uh, that um, you are a clear channel, uh, would he like to talk to you? He may have discussed certain things uh, that have caused him to be in a different direction uh, and may need to go through that. Um, Thank you. Concerning uh, your mother and your cat, um, they're doing quite well. Thank you. Her mother and her aunt, Pat. Say it again, a mother and what? And her aunt. Uh, Her aunt. Her mother and her aunt. Yes. Pardon? 
Yes. Her aunt Pat. What? Her aunt Pat. <laughs> Her aunt Pat. I can do it in American voice if you like. Aunt Pat. 